All right, here we go. All right, guys, good morning. Welcome back to Breaking It Down with Brandy. Camila's absent, but we'll be here next time. (laughs) And Katie. Uh, Today, uh, we've got Leslie Brown with us. She's an independent casting director specializing in finding multi-ethnic youth and finding raw, undiscovered talent. Her journey really began with the international award-winning short film United, which she produced. Since then, she found that she preferred just the casting process. She has cast over 50 public service announcements, PSAs, dozens of product testimonial commercials, as well as multiple short films and several features. She has done extensive travel to more than 20 countries for documentary work and video journalism. With a global perspective, she takes pride in finding real people for meaningful projects. We welcome Leslie Brown. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Thanks for for joining us. Um, To start off today, what has been your journey to becoming a casting director? Well, like you said in my introduction, it started with Music Video United, which was a short film in a music video format. And um, the director was very young, and this was his big, you know, entrance into making a film. His mother has an organization called Youth for Human Rights International, Mm -hmm. and she helped put him through film school, and Mm -hmm. in return, he made a film for her to help teach kids human rights. Oh, I love Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Okay. When you watch the video, it will still make you cry. It still makes me cry, because they actually went around the world to 16 different countries, introducing kids to what their human rights are. And then when they came back, they needed somebody to produce the Los Angeles portion, mm-hmm. oh. right? So there's all these shots of kids throwing paper airplanes, which presumably have human rights messages on it. And the concept of that film was an inner city kid um, gets bullied on the court and he rallies the world to fight for his right to play. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> right? Okay. So, um, and that was simply because I was I was close with his mother and... She wanted me to convince him to go to film school because I had a background with my with, in visual effects, doing promotion and marketing for my first husband. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a side story. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know why you think I'm someone special who's going to tell this kid that he needs to go to film school. But okay, yeah. I told him, <laughs> go to film school. And I said, if you go to film school, I will produce your graduate thesis project. I didn't know what I was doing. I just made a promise. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, a few, a few years later, he took me up on it. And then there was the human rights thing. And then, then he separated from his film school clan and just picked me and his mom. And that's how that came about. And I kind of rose to the performance of, well, I have to make this happen. Right. And, and then it went on to win like 20 or 30 international awards. Wow. And it was... Wow. The producing side of it was a lot, and but what I really liked was the faces. I really liked the actors. I liked the mm-hmm. kids, and because we were dealing with youth and we were dealing with, you know, teaching kids human rights, there was this component of compassion that right. was really important to me. And also being a mom and having kids and seeing that they could be easily impacted in a positive or a negative way, it was really important to me to make this experience good for everybody because of what the message was behind it. Mm-hmm. And then from there. After all the film festivals and all the hubbub, it was, what are you doing next? What are you doing next? Mm-hmm. And then um, because we were connected to this human rights organization, the next project was, you know what? Let's take all of the basic human rights that are in the United Nations document and make ads, make public service announcements that kids can understand in one and a half to two minutes or even one minute. And that was a challenge. And I ended up, we collaborated with another organization But because I was so close to the director, 
I got sectioned off into casting mm. because they had a whole different look and feel. Right. And he didn't, wasn't that he didn't want that, but he didn't really want that. He wanted what he and I had created. Mm-hmm. Right. So I kind of fell into that niche and I was, you know, combing for non-union talent which many kids are because they're just starting in the industry, right? right? So if they're non-union and they're new, they don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and they're terrified when they come in the room. And I'm all full of compassion, and I'm a <laughs> mom, and I'm like, it's okay, honey, come on in, you know? And so then I, I would do this thing where I would bring stickers, little happy faces and little, you know, characters Aww. or whatever, and they'd come in and they'd go out, they'd go back out to the to the lobby with their mm. parents, I got a sticker, you know, they're uh, all proud, awesome. right? So, so that just really became the where the passion was for me and I was really grateful that someone else took on the producing component right I didn't have to worry about paperwork and locations and film permits and you know budgets and food in actor mm-hmm. you know trailers or any of that stuff mm-hmm. you know I just had to find the kids and talk to them there's people you got it to was like, just people no people yeah absolutely so then that went from you know that set of public service announcements and then we did some for another organization and then by then it started to build and because my name was out there I started to get reaches and then I realized you know what? I need to make um, really I need to establish relationships with more directors because as a director you have the project that you're working mm-hmm. on but as an actor or as a casting director, you need to have more of them than the one, mm-hmm. right? So a director could be working on a film and might take him a year or two years to do, but as an actor or even as a casting director, you need to double or triple or five times that quantity in order to sustain your livelihood. Right. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to film schools and I started promoting to film schools. Hey, I will work on your short film. I will work on your, because that's how that's I got so started in the first mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. right? So um, fast forward, I did lots of student films and I did... I did get paid because I'm professional, yeah. but you know I I charge student film rates yeah. <laughs> because I like building relationships, um, and I built a, quite a few relationships, and I have a good body of work under my belt from those films. If you if you look up some of my work, you'll see, wow, that's a really great film. Wow, that's a really great film. Right. And pretty much everything I've done went on to win some kind of awards in that's festivals. Awesome. Congratulations! That's yeah. Awesome. And then um, just recently, one of the films that I finished was a feature. It was a student film from NIFA, and he did it as his graduate project. He did a feature-length film, mm-hmm. which was very wow. ambitious. Mm-hmm. took way longer for him to get his, his degree, yeah. <laughs> but he had all these resources available to him, which I thought was really smart because he had all the film equipment, and he had all the labs, and he had all the, you know, the umbrella that That's comes. To do it. That, the umbrella that comes mm-hmm. with being a student, you get all these freebies, right? So mm-hmm. you can make a big film for this much money, right? right? So... Um, and that was about five years ago, and I was like, it took long, and how was it going to be finished? And it was it was international. The director was from Kazakhstan. Some of the cast were Russian, and I had to do all that here in L.A. and um, make it feel international, right? which was really challenging and fun. <laughs> and then, you know, time goes by, and I'm like, did it ever get finished? What's happening? Because, you know, no money makes mm. things take longer. Yeah. So then it finally got finished, and um, he came back from Kazakhstan to do a screening here at NIFA. I brought in some other industry friends that I'd made through networking. And one of my connections to the director um, bumped their existing distribution company out of the picture because mm-hmm. my guy wants to distribute the film. Wow. Which I was like, wow, oh, cool. <laughs> Dang, you know? all right. You make your connections <laughs> and you keep them, right? right so, yeah. I learned really early on when I was um, first here in L.A. that this industry is not about who you know, like people often say. Mm. It's about who knows you. Mm. I love that. So I that was just my, my path in the beginning was 
make sure that people know who I am, mm -hmm. right? So that they think of me. And that's any challenge that anybody has in this industry, whether you're in front of or behind the camera, mm -hmm. because you have to, you know, yeah. make sure that your reputation stays intact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, that, sure. and, and you also have to, you also have to um, mold it and shape it the way you want it to be. Like when you introduced me, um, there's key things in there that I want people to know about me. Mm -hmm. I am traveled. I do have a global perspective. I do have compassion. I do care about kids. And I do care about meaningful projects, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I'd rather do a short film, a student film that's a meaningful project right. because I care rather than do something that's high-end commercial that's not going to do good for anybody, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so you're passionate about the projects that you choose to do. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah I am. Awesome. I am. And I have turned down a couple of projects because it didn't fit, didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? I think it's Good awesome you. that you stick with, uh, that you like help out the kids in school. Yeah. Cause, and it's cool because as a student, you get to learn how that works too. Like you get to mm -hmm. how to work with like a professional. Yeah. Who like isn't going to be like, oh, we're doing it today. And he's like, well, maybe we'll do it next year. You're like, no, we already said today. I scheduled it for today. Exactly, like, yes. Get your stuff together. And I have run into that, too. You know, I ran into on one project where it was, okay, here's our budget. Here's what we want to do. And then it came time to, okay, here's your, your final selections. Then they wanted to renegotiate price. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> because I put all these advertisements out there saying this was the rate. I talked mm -hmm. to agents and managers and promised them the moon. You right. know, even if it was just a little mm -hmm. tiny grain of sand yeah. from the moon, that's what sure. we promised. Yeah. You know, anyway, so so that gets a little bit tricky. But speaking of school, I'm also, um, I'm not currently this year, but for a, a year or two, I was on the board of directors of Inner City Shakespeare Ensemble. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, which is a, um, they've sort of morphed. They started as um, an in-school theater project, mm -hmm. and then they kind of became more into the community, and then now they've done some short films. Oh, wow. Right? Ooh. But the, the mandate for that is to basically give opportunities to youth in their city to do performances that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. Mm -hmm. oh, so great. we've worked with um, the schools in South Central. That's the, the, the director and founder of that organization is Melanie Andrews, Dr. Melanie Andrews, because that's her field, and she mm -hmm. brought me in to help with the casting, and um, which is very exciting. That's you know, awesome. You know, very exciting. We've done pretty much any, any Shakespeare play that you can think of. We reduce mm -hmm. it down to about an hour, and we teach these kids how to get their mouth right. around Shakespeare language. That's awesome. And, and the thing that's very impactful about that organization is they're not just teaching inner-city kids Shakespeare or giving... <clears throat> colorful skinned people an mm. opportunity to play roles that wouldn't otherwise get their hands on right. but those kids they something changes in them and they actually go on to a four-year university that's great oh, you I know that Ugh. yeah yeah right awesome. oh my god i'm like i'm gonna cry in this <laughs> <laughs> and there is there are a couple of projects there that i can i can speak freely about one of them is um there's a short documentary called Shakespeare in Watts, okay. which you can look up, which is just amazing. And it kind of goes through the whole, um, the process, the journey of, you know, from the beginning where they can't really, they don't understand, they can't mm -hmm. say the words, they don't know how to, you know, what does Shakespeare mean? And mm -hmm. then at the end where they're like, you know, on stage, <laughs> like, <laughs> Shakespeare, all the world's a stage yeah, and everything. Yeah. yeah, to me or not to me. Uh, you know, and, and, and the audience really loves it. You know, we did, um, you'll forgive me if I forget which titles belong to which mm -hmm. Shakespeare plays because they kind of all merge. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say Midsummer Night's Dream, but that wasn't it. And I want to say Much Ado About Nothing, but that wasn't it. Um, 
Anyway, there's a character where there's twins that get confused. Oh. Um, Yes, it's uh, Viola. Like, and, yes, and, oh, and yes. Viola one's and the boy and one's the girl. Exactly. Oh, um, yes, she's the man. But yeah, like the movie they made. Uh, is that much to do about night? Much to do about Twelfth Night? Okay, Twelfth Night. Okay, yes. Where we figured I was like, I see the movie. I have read it. I read the play. So you think after all the Shakespeare I've done, you remember which play belongs to which character? Yes, it was Twelfth Night, and in that particular one, which I only did some of the casting, they had most of it done. They just brought me in for some of the the remaining characters, but in Twelfth Night, they the twins. One was African American, mm-hmm. the boy, and the girl was Latin American. <laughs> and the audience was like, "Okay, you're twins." <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. They didn't even believe. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes okay, sense. They're twins. Perfect. Yeah. So, so you know, the the audience response to that organization is very warm. Uh, yeah, I want to come see them now. Yeah, and then and, and then the, the the thing that's out there on the festival circuit right now that I'm super proud of that was produced by Inner Shady Shakespeare and a couple of other organizations combined, it's a short film called Iago, which takes the Othello story, but mm-hmm. it focuses on Iago's point of view, and get this, it's done to the theme of the Black Panther Party in the '60s. Oh my gosh. And it's a film. That's awesome. It's a film, and it's the production value is insane. You're like, oh my God, because they intermix it with Mm -hmm. archival footage. Right? Right? And the whole story with Iago trying to bump Cassio out of the picture Mm -hmm. and, you know, plant the seed of doubt and Desdemona, and that, you know, he's like pitting them all against each other. And he starts off and he's shaving, and it's all creepy in the mirror, and he's like, I am not what I am. And you're like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> but it's, it's so just brilliant. Cool. It's wow. just brilliant. And I'm really super proud of that because the key actors that I cast that I brought mm-hmm. into that project, their performances are outstanding. Oh. I mean, I cast the project. I know mm-hmm. the story. And by the way, it uses only Shakespeare language. It's all taken from the play. But mm-hmm. it's not... I love that. I mean, it's definitely edited down and... You know, they took a little liberty of taking, right. well, this character says blah, but let's make this character say this mm-hmm. instead because it works for this scene. Right. It's still Shakespeare's language from that play. That's awesome. Which is great because oh. it keeps the integrity of Shakespeare. And it's called I- Iago. 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 Yeah. It's on the festival circuit now. I don't okay. know when you'll be able to okay. get your hands on it. it. Look yeah. out for Iago, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, I, my final point I want to make on that was that even though I know the play, I know the actors, I did the casting, I read the script, when I watched the film... I was riveted. Right? Oh, that was awesome. I'm like, I that is yeah. awesome. You know, proud mama bear. That's amazing. Yeah. Right. So I do have pride in my yeah, work. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, I think that was just the first question, yeah, right? Yeah. Except we are good. But so what is the first thing that you look at on an actor's resume when they come into the room? Okay. Well, like I was telling you when we first arrived, I don't really focus on the resume as the first place mm. where I look. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at faces and I'm looking at performance. So I always, always, always ask actors when they're submitting via online to send me links to their reels. Mm. Because I look at the face and then I look at the performance and then I start to go to the resume. Um, and I guess I if, I, if I'm looking at the resume at that point, I'm looking for body of work. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for um, body of training, dedication to the craft. How new is this person? How much am I going to have to work with them? Um, and, you know, that there's two spectrums on that. Like, if they're very new, I have to decide, am I invested in making sure that this that I bring this talent out? Because, you know, there's a, there's a part of this 
that's a craft, mm-hmm. definitely, as in acting. But there's a huge part of it that's administrative and right. business, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes I have to weed past the, this person doesn't know anything about the business side, but is there talent there? Mm-hmm. And I have to make that choice, and that I can see from the resume if I'm, if I'm choosing to make that, right? you know, go in that direction. And so, for example, if somebody doesn't have very much experience, but I can see some talent, then I know I'm going to have to invest my time in coaching mm-hmm. them. Okay, I want you to actually turn the camera this way and do it horizontally so that I can see you. Film it from your waist up so that I can get a good look at your face. Make sure that the lighting is right. This is all... Oh, I so appreciate that. This though, is all structural. It has no nothing idea. to do with the performance. Mm-hmm. Then once I've got all the administrative stuff out of the way, then I can coach on the performance. Don't look at the camera when you're doing this scene because it's you know theatrical no one looks at the camera in theatrical maybe in commercial they do but for now right. i want you to look at a reader so i have to kind of like do acting 101 right. Right. with some of the guys that don't have stuff on their resume and and that's a choice i have to make based on their look right so i'm gonna look at them hmm is this close to what the director wants because mm-hmm. like i said i will find the gems i will find the raw talent i mean one of the ads just as a segue one of the ads that we did it was for the public service announcement, the right to play or the freedom to move. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one this got used in. But we had skateboarders and snowboarders and skydivers and, you know, people doing all kinds of stuff. And some of it was archival and some of it we cast. And one of them was we wanted a guy who could do tricks on a bike. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I know a guy. <laughs> because I had just been in Venice Beach the week before seeing all these street vendors doing oh, right. their, hu- their hustle, right? Uh, and so I had to go back to Venice Beach with my business card, talking to all the guys with their little blankets <laughs> and their jewelry, you know, and their little handmade crafts <laughs> yep. and their music. I'm like, hey, do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? I'm a casting director. This is real. This is a job. <laughs> you know, and, and you feel like such a stalker when you're like, hi, do you know this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to cast him in my commercial, in my movie. And they're like, yeah, are you for real? Because, you know, it's the world we live in there's right. that doubt that's out there so I have to be convincing anyway we found the guy and he ended up in the shot and I was super proud of that oh, that's but, awesome. but that's the kind of stuff that I will do is I will dig mm-hmm. and I will go to those places so I will take an actor who doesn't have the background and I will help bring them out and help coach them because if I feel that there's enough there and I want to get them in front of the director I'll coach them through all the administrative stuff so that mm. they have the best shot right because if I, if I believe in them, then I want it. It's worth it right. to me, right? But then on the other spectrum, if somebody has a really fat resume and they've got all this experience and they've got all of this, hey, I worked with this A-lister and my agency is this and that person, that's not my niche. That's not my niche. Mm-hmm. If I call those talent agencies, they're like, who are you? Because I don't do a lot of SAG projects, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the SAG projects I have done, to be honest, have been... Student films, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. or I do them in collaboration with somebody else who handles all of that stuff, right? right? Um, not that I won't do SAG. It's just it ha- SAG projects seem to have a different pace and a different um, corporate sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm very grassroots, run and gun. You know, I'm guerrilla style, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as you're in Venice Beach handing out your business cards. Yeah, I'm in Venice Beach handing out <laughs> oh my business gosh. cards. And, and and here's another it's example. Like, oh, we took someone with. One of the shots that we did for the music video United was um, this girl carrying a paper airplane and flying over her head is a jet taking off. It's not CGI. We actually did that shot at the Burbank airport. There, um, Vineland goes all the way up and it kind of cuts through. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well... I had to research where do the planes take off and what time do they leave and come. And we literally had her running across the street, (laughs) 
The traffic it's lights awesome. the traffic lights had to be like red on each end. Right. Yeah. And she's running across the street and the plane is literally taking off from Burbank Airport and it's not CGI. That's totally Whoa. run and gun. And the mom was totally on board. Oh. And it was me, it was me and the director the, and the mom. I had an assistant to help with traffic control right. and the little girl. So Just there was running five, after her. Yeah. Carrying a camera. Now you go anywhere. In this country, carrying a camera at an airport. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. You're going to draw some attention, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, but that's my style. We're guerrilla, mm-hmm. you know? So you, you just can't always do that with SAG projects. Right. So that's right. kind of why. I, it's not that I won't do SAG because I know that the money is good. Mm-hmm. But so You much know, they of, would have to, like, close off the whole intersection. They would have to have, like, the fire it, people. Yep. And not that you're not, like, you know. They would just do it CGI. Yeah. Have too or that. Stage, yeah. So, you know? True. And, <laughs> and, and we didn't have that budget. So. That's awesome. Yeah. But we had a little girl who was like, sure, I'll run with an airplane. Yeah. You know? No idea. No so, fear. Yeah. So, no fear. so that's the two spectrums to answer the question on the resume. On the one spectrum, I'm looking for that undiscovered talent that I can help develop and get in front of the director. And on the other end, how much am I going to have to weed through the corporate noise of a high profile actor? Because mm-hmm. I just don't have that clout. Right. And I, you know, you have to know your niche. Mm-hmm. Just like actors have to know their type, you know, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Right? Embrace it. Yeah, sure. Um, you had mentioned that, um, you know, when you have that actor in the room where you're like, oh, I can tell that there's something there and you're like, okay, I'm Mm going to deal with all the lighting and all the different, you know, camera angles. Well, when that person comes in and they have that great audition to you, what makes that great audition where you're like, okay, I'm willing to like go that extra. Yeah. Yeah. Dig a little. Um, Well, it's a couple things. Um, right now I'm doing a lot of self tapes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because the project that I'm working on expands outside of the Los Angeles area. So we're looking for talent from other locations as well. So I have to do self tapes. But to answer your question, when they come in the room, it's, there's a certain quality to an actor when they come in the room where you just kind of want to be in their space. Mm -hmm. You kind of want to be around them. You feel like talking. You feel interested in what they have to say or what their, their journey is, what their plight is. Um, If they're too worried and they're too nervous and they're too got to have this, then that just puts stress on everybody Mm -hmm. and they tend to not stay in the room with me very long. Mm. But if someone is genuinely done as much homework as they can and they come to the table even with questions, but they've tried, then that that impresses upon me a lot more. Mm. Okay. You know? I like that. It it, it really does. Yeah, come in confident, but come in having done your homework. Come in having done your research about me, your research about the project, Mm -hmm. the research about the product, if it's a commercial, you know. Um, Because, and I'm sure you'll hear this from other casting directors, don't waste my time. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I even say that is because I have done the work. I have prepared the, the, the job description. I have... Taking the time, I've gone back and forth with the producers. Is it this pay? When are we releasing it? What are the shoot dates? Right. What are the list dates? And what are the, what are the character description? Are you sure? And we have behind the scenes gone over and over and over. Mm. What's okay to say? What's okay to publish? I never thought of it like that. Yeah, there's, you know what I mean. Like I know you guys obviously know you do work and like you are working many, many, many hours, mm-hmm. but it's never been put to me like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So like like for example, this project that I'm working on now, I sent out. I got the I got the okay from the producer and the director. This is what we're going to call the characters. This is what the description is going to be. Mm-hmm. Send it out. Get some stuff back in. Then they want to look at it. They go, okay, well, what are we getting based on the ad? Right. Okay. Oh, we need to tweak it. Oh, the actors need to have a little more information. Oh, the actors have too much information. Cut it mm-hmm. down. Scale mm-hmm. it back. We're not getting what we're looking for. So there's all this stuff that happens before you actually see that ad. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Yeah. So if you don't read my ad, 
and you come to me with questions I've already answered, oh. that's not very considerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, did you see the breakdown? Did you see yeah. whatever notes I, I gave you? Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it's provided on, beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in the beginning when I was first doing casting, I didn't get a lot of responses to my ads because I was unknown, you know. So I would put up something on Actors Access because it's non-union and because I don't have relationships with agents and managers and because it was United and we weren't paying. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but dear, dear actor. And I, yeah. you know, I got, you know, quite a few responses to that. But then... As your career moves forward, you get bigger responses because right. people can Google me. You can find me on websites and right. IMDb. And so now there's this, oh, it's a Leslie Brown casting project. Let's inundate her with communication and send right. everybody mm-hmm. her way. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that. But um, what was the question? Uh, talking about the great audition with, with all these people audition. who are who are coming on in. And, and that essentially was the beginning. Yeah. However, that does lead us into really nicely one. into the next one. Um, what is the most common mistake that you see in self-tapes? Since you're saying you're sending out more projects oh, with yeah. self-tapes. Yes. Self-tapes. yes, let's talk about self-tapes. And then if I remember my thought, I'll come back to yeah. it. Sure. Um, <laughs> with self-tapes, um, there's, a, there's about three common mistakes. Mm-hmm. One of them is filming it vertical. Don't want to see it vertical. Another one is Can lighting. Ask why? It's a weird way to put. Like it's a weird question. I know to say why, but like because I'm going to look at it on that screen over there. Oh, and it's going to be flipped. Okay, I'm with I'm going to look at it on a big TV it's screen so in front of the director and the so producers, tiny. and you're going to cut the amount of face that I can see. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. I want to. I want to see what it's going to look like on a movie. I want to mm-hmm. see what it's going to look like in a commercial. It's going to look like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wide. Right? You know. Right. And and um. And the reason why that's a an annoying mistake. Oh, I know what it was. I was going to say annoying. Hold that thought. On, <laughs> yeah, okay. hold that thought okay. on this I question. Got it. I can but that. yeah, so what I never wanted to be from the beginning was anything but compassion. I always wanted to be compassionate and understanding right. for the actor because we didn't touch on this at all. But in my high school and college days, I was a performing artist. I was mm. on stage and I did mm. acting and I did dancing. And then I came to Hollywood and thought I'd be on screen. Then I went to an audition and there were 400 other girls who were my height and thinner and younger and hadn't had a kid yet. And I was like, hmm, that's a little bit harder than I thought. <laughs> so I changed gears and went to visual effects promotion with my husband and that's how it led to the other path. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea was I'm going to get myself up to this notoriety where then I can just go look and then become an actor because I have all the, the, the money to back me up for the headshots and the fitness and the, the things that of are course. required to be on screen and be an mm-hmm. A-lister. I'm, I'm in that middle category visually. Am I like the best friend or am I the leading actress? Well, if I lost some weight and I did some blah, maybe I could mm-hmm. be, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. it's just a funky thing. So because I'd been on that side and I've been the actor going into auditions, I never wanted to be the casting director that wasn't compassionate. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to answer that question about the annoying mistakes, if I've put the data out there and I've said, here's what I need you to do, and you haven't read it and you come in the room and you ask me a question, I then turn into that annoyed casting director. Mm-hmm. Right. Which right. I don't want to do because I I, I, I I get on my case about it. I'm like, oh, Leslie, why did you treat that actor that way? Right. I don't like doing that. You know, I had someone call me. How did he get my phone number? Why is this guy calling me? Right. And he wants to know how he should film it. And he went, why are you... And the reason I picked up the phone, honestly, was because I thought it was an agent or a manager. And right, I'll be sure. truthful. I do take the time to talk to an agent or manager because I presume that they've spent the time to vet their client. Of course. So they've saved me a lot of time. So I'll have a five-minute conversation with them versus an 
unpredictable 30 to 45 right. minute conversation with an actor right. that I don't have time for. You and know? something they probably could have found that info about in the first place if they had the audition, it, it, right? Exactly, if they'd yeah. done their homework. Yeah. Right, so so that's the thing. And, and, and I feel like because of the quantity now of the body of work that I have and the size of the projects that I'm working on now, the inundation that I get now puts me kind of borderline into that, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm being more like a SAG casting director. <laughs> right. You know, because my kids are actors, right? They were mm-hmm. young child actors, and they would go on these commercial auditions, and they were SAG. And it was just like in and out, in and out, in and out. And yeah. and I'm like, I can see the assistants coming in and out of the room, and they're like, okay, next, okay, next, okay, next. All right, you, you, you. And I'm like, God, why are they being such, you know, right. hard, to, hard to work with people? <laughs> yeah. And I just never wanted to be like that. So, so I think it's really important for actors to take that perspective of do your homework mm-hmm. and be considerate of the work that's administratively done in yeah. order to put that project out there. Because if you don't, then you're the one who annoys the, the casting director right. simply because you didn't do your part. Mm-hmm. And you would say that would be one of the biggest mistakes that actors mm-hmm. make in the audition room mm-hmm. is essentially not... Having done their homework. Having done your homework. You guys hear that out there? Do, <laughs> do your, your homework. homework. Yeah. Do your homework. <laughs> do your homework. Gosh. Okay, then now we can get... Now <laughs> yes. I finished that thought, we can get to what question was, was I on. the self-tapes. The self-tapes, self-tapes right. Do Don't want them vertical because we're going to view them on a wide mm-hmm. screen. The lighting has to be good so that I can see your face and see your eyes. And then I know this is very silly and maybe this is only my own personal pet peeve. <laughs> Let us know. Oh, yeah, yeah, tell us. Don't stand close to the wall. Don't stand close to the wall. And that's because there's a shadow. So when you move your head, you get two shadows moving right behind your head and it's distracting. I never thought of that. And mm-hmm. and you'll see even in the audition room. Every audition room you go to that's in person, where is the tape? In the middle, like in the It's in the middle. middle. Yeah. The the wall is far behind you. The wall is at least as far behind you as your arm length. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So put your arms out and stand that far away from a wall. That's such a good idea. It's so simple. <laughs> People are like, but we don't have space in our apartments. <laughs> but make it work, you guys. Yeah, right? Just do a different angle. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 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 So I need to see your face. There's got to be good lighting on your face. Film it from the waist up. And don't stand so close to the wall. Film it wide. That's so funny. That's... that's. Yeah. And I'll just show you visually. I mean, yeah. I know this is a podcast, but look at this wall. On oh, camera, yeah. that really shows up. Yeah. And then you find you're staring at the shadow more than you're staring at the person. Uh, Which yeah. is not what you want. You know, and if I'm standing here and you're filming me from there, there's no there's shadow. There's no shadow. Or not as much of a shadow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it goes along with the rule of have a plain background. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So, next question. Um, I was going to say, so I love this one. Mm-hmm. If, if you can cast <laughs> anything, past, present, or future, things that have already been cast or something new you're going to make up, what would it be? Fifth or a ele- genre. Fifth element. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Oh, I love that film so much. <laughs> uh, you were ready with that. That's I, great. That's <laughs> great. Uh, but even just to be able to, like, even if you didn't cast it differently, just to even see those actors come in and Excellent. give their performances, yes. especially, yes. like, the diva with her mm-hmm. whole thing, to, like, yes. you just have her come in to, like, do that. That would be great. Okay. I was going to say, too, in those type of auditions, it's probably fun to see the people that also that didn't get it yeah, or to see how they did the character, and then and, years later be like, "Oh, I remember, I remember you." Yeah, so you were so almost Bruce, Bruce Willis, right? Yeah. Almost, like, you know, yeah. Lulu, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't really even have a particular reason except that it's colorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that's colorful, sure. meaningful. You know. Okay, that's great. That's a great. Yeah, answer. I love that. Yeah. Uh, what What are your hobbies and things you like to do uh, outside when you're not casting? You mentioned you've got kids. I do have kids. They're all grown. Um, I 
I'm, I'm pretty simple, I think. You know, I like photography. I like hiking. I like my dogs. Oh, what kind of dogs? Yeah, what kind of Oh, we have two dogs. Um, my, my son has a mixed dog who looks like a black uh, like a black lab, but she's mm-hmm. not. Oh. She's actually German Shepherd Pitbull, but somehow those genes ended up making her look all black. That's so she's oh. very high energy, loves to play, and never gets tired. <laughs> and you wouldn't know if she's eight years old. She acts like she's eight months old. Oh. <laughs> um, and then I have a rescue. So I have twins, and one of them is still at home with me. Mm-hmm. And but So one of them was his dog, and one of them was the other dog, but I ended up adopting it. Oh. Um, and he's a little three-legged dog. <laughs> Oh, so yeah and it's just so cute okay I'm all about the stories that you know tear on your heart but, yeah. but um, my son Everett was walking to the library and he said mom I just saw a dog get hit by a car what do I do and I was like oh my gosh this is one of my sensitive soul kids so I have to go figure yeah. this out we tried to rescue the dog took, took him to the you know to the pound to see if they had a chip and to see what mm-hmm. we do um, he had no collar and they said, you know, if the damage is too great, they're not going to do any surgeries or any, they're not going to take care of him medically. And we went, mm, okay. So we kept the dog. We took him to a clinic. I fundraised on Plum Fund <laughs> for the surgeries for this dog. Aww. We raised $2,000 with community posts and pl- on That's social awesome. networking and, you know, and my mom put in money and all these different people awesome. so that we could pay for the surgery and pay for his shots and paid for paid for his um, um, what was it? His neutering, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he was probably running out in the street because he had his little you right. know, ways. He was chasing after something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in the end, he lost the leg, but he gained a family. That's oh really. Oh my cute. gosh! Oh Are my you obsessed gosh! Obsessed with him. I know. <laughs> we gotta do a little like short film about his journey. Oh my gosh! I, I would watch that in a heartbeat. We're both. Really we love. Like, we're like. And dog he is such a little, that. you know, a little heartbreaker because he's like a Chihuahua Beagle mix. So he's sort of that tan color, oh. but he's medium size, right? Mm. And because he's missing one of the front legs, he hops, right? Uh-huh. So he kind of hops and talks like that. When I'm out walking with him, especially, I don't know what it is about young teenage girls, you know, like thirteen to eight. 18 year old girls they'll go oh look. he's like such a little charmer uh, <laughs> like, look at the little dog with three legs I'm sure but, sometimes he totally plays it up too yeah, he's like oh yeah, he's and like, like oh, hobbles along oh, oh, oh yeah, my yeah. poor missing yeah, my leg poor missing oh leg. no oh, me. but you know you wouldn't know he's missing that leg he's yeah. not the, none the wiser for it oh, you know wow. the vet just told me dogs are born with three legs and a spare uh, <laughs> that's awesome so when when they're anxious to go for a walk we we live out in an area that's kind of hilly mm-hmm. and um the big one, she's really fast, and the little one, he's like a click right behind her. Really? Right when they yeah. first go out the gate, you know, right. we let him off leash and they just take off. Mm-hmm. He keeps up with her almost, wow. which is really impressive. Wow. He's like, his little legs, <laughs> with his three legs. There's, a, do you know? I want to see a video. <laughs> you know the movie Up, the animated movie Up, the the, the professor looking character who yeah. has a three legged dog. Yeah. And the funniest thing about that movie that had us laughing, we had to pause it, was that. When the dog is running, he's running with three legs, and we yeah. could hear it because we have laminate floor like this, so you hear the tick, 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 <laughs> and the three leg sound we're is different than up. the four leg sound. Oh, we're like, oh my god, he's running with three legs! Oh. <laughs> it was such a small That's detail, awesome. but it meant something so much to us as the owners of a three legged dog that yeah. the sound effects that they used matched. That's oh my awesome. Gosh. I didn't even think that would sound different. But yeah. it does. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, so I like hiking, I like photography, I like my kids. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, that's good. Yeah. Like the babies the and the dogs. Yeah, and the dogs. All your children. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is the part where we do three rapid fire. 
Um, so the first one is, what is your biggest pet peeve in casting? Um, the same, the questions when I've already answered it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your best advice to actors? Do your research, do your homework. Um, always be practicing your craft, get trained. Always improv. Always, mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. improv. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keeps you, it keeps you full of life. Right? Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then what is the best way to contact you? If somebody wanted to get on your radar. You know, some people like mailers or postcards. Mm-hmm. Some people Headshots. prefer online. Obviously, we've already heard, do not call you. Yes. Do not, do not call. <laughs> don't, don't call me. Don't, don't call me. This is a question. Um, <clears throat> hey. Like, hey. Randomly. You know, this has, this is not a rapid fire answer. Because mm-hmm. I'll give you the short and then the yeah, explanation. Please, as long as you'd like. So yeah. the rapid fire answer is reach me. Right? Just mm-hmm. find a way to reach me. Okay? But then the... To elaborate on that, what that means is the actors who get themselves in front of me, I remember. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent. Um, there's a couple examples of that. There's this guy who is kind of creepy looking and weird. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he submits for every age, every genre, every gender project that I post. Good, bad, or indifferent. Huh? I remember the guy. Yeah. It's very yeah. annoying. I won't bring him in for anything, but after 10 years of seeing him submit for everything, I'm like, okay, who is this guy? Now, obviously, 10 years is way too long to get right. attention yeah. for a career. But then on the other hand, I've had um, I've had people send me messages on Twitter. I've had mm-hmm. them send me messages on Instagram. I've had them send me messages on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I've had them go on IMDb and find my email address and then send me an email. Yeah. You know. Um, and does that bother you? or No, because not as many people do it as you think. Mm-hmm. 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 It's such a small percentage of people that do it that I actually pay attention. Yeah. Which might get me in trouble for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be bombarded. You know? But it's like, hey, I saw your posting on this website and I submitted myself. But I thought I'd reach out to you on Facebook just as well to let you know I'm very interested in this project. Mm -hmm. If they don't get an answer from there, then they go find me on Instagram. And then they start liking my stuff and saying, hey, follow me and here's my new reel. And then they're sending me their web links. And I'm like, okay, 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 I'll look. Right. Who are you? Right. What do I need? Do you know? Because Mm -hmm. I am bombarded. Right. Mm -hmm. But just like any kind of campaign for a movie or even a commercial product, you get bombarded with the same message over and over and over again. Right. So the right thing to do is create your brand, know your brand and brand yourself Mm -hmm. and be out there and say, hey, you know, I'm actor Jane. Hey, I'm actor Jane. Here's actor Jane looking in this. And I actually really do love email newsletters from actors. I open them and read them. Okay. Not all the time. Mm-hmm. Depends on them how busy I am. Right. But I do subscribe to them. If I give you fun too. If I give you my business card and you put me on your mailing list, I'm gonna look at your con- your content. Why? Because I only have about fifteen or twenty actors that are doing it. Right. Yeah. I don't have five hundred, so true. it's not too noisy in my inbox. Mm. And because it means to me, you're dedicated enough to recognize that there is a business side to this. You have to say, "Here I am." Right. And then you have to say it again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But not be like, cast me, cast me, cast no, me, cast me, cast me. That's also, <laughs> yeah. that's a pet peeve we didn't touch on. Mm-hmm. When, you know, I've worked in hiring for corporate non-industry related jobs. Because just like actors often have to have a side job that's mm-hmm. not related to acting, I've been in that situation too. Right. But I keep the world separate. Mm-hmm. You know, one is a brand. The other one is 
I don't want to pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but because of the skill set, it lends itself to working in human resources. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more unappealing than somebody who's broke and desperate who says, hire me, please. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. Just tell me what to do. I'll do anything. Pay me. Yeah, because yeah. that's awkward. We're like, I feel like that's like, mm, makes your skin crawl It makes bit. your skin crawl. What do you bring to the table? Why am I, why do you think I'm the person who's going to suddenly right. make your world, mm-hmm. you know, wealthy? Right. I'm I'm also doing my hustle. I got to pay my yeah. bills. Right. You know, I have my goals and I want, there's things that I want to get You got to feed her through like a dog. You got stuff my, to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, the other thing I didn't touch on is yeah. I ride motorbikes. <laughs> Do you really? Oh, cool. Okay, like motorcycles or motorbikes? Or motorcycles, like, straight oh. cruiser. Do you Stop, have you ever done so that cool. big um, uh, that that big one? No, I'm gonna. Sound no, I'm so still informed. new. Okay. I had a bike for about six months and then it had some mechanical problems and so I don't have it anymore. Uh, but you know, I'm saving up from the so next cool. one. Yeah, cruiser. Oh, they're so. Fun. How did you get? All right, so I love motorcycles and I want to get my license. Was your license easier to get than you thought it would be, or no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I did my homework. Oh, yeah. I gotta do that. Gotta read the books. <laughs> yeah. I want one so bad. That's yeah. a, you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you actually find me on Facebook, you'll see that there's a picture or two of there on, with me on my little Honda Rebel. Oh, wow. That's so cool. <laughs> but now I'm going to get a bigger bike. Yeah. Good girl. Heck yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, well, um, to wrap things up, is there anything that you um, are interested and in, wanted to plug out mm-hmm. there? Like if you've got a future project you want folks to know about? You said Iago to be on the lookout for. Yeah, mm-hmm. look out for Iago. And um, How if people wanted to come to the Shakespeare, the kids Shakespeare it, thing? How? Um, well, we do have a Facebook page, but we don't really have somebody in charge of moderating mm-hmm. it, so it doesn't get as much you know, promotion going from there as it right. should. But you can find Inner, inner City Shakespeare on Facebook. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, that's a way to keep in touch with yeah. them. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yay. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, so, thank you much. so much. Yeah, okay. thank you for taking the time. All right, great. It was wonderful to be here. Yeah. Okay. Woo. Woo. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we we're going to add a little bit more. This is an addendum. <laughs> yeah. Because you were so saying something So the way that Leslie and I met was a few years ago, I was a new actor in LA, and I got um, an audition from one of the one of the websites, Actors Access or LA Casting and Camera Bewitch. And then it was canceled, and I thought it was weird the way that it had happened that I got this like cancellation. So I went on Facebook, and I went on to one of the the, uh, the groups, like one of the groups. Yeah. Like, I think it was like cast director for actors or one of those. And I put it up, and I was just like, "Has anyone else ever received this? Is That's this right. normal?" I remember that now. And Leslie was one of the first people to comment, and I was like, "I'm new. I'm not really sure if I should show up to this random warehouse it's telling me to show up to or not." And Leslie spent all day for me researching because she knew people that I didn't know and then called me and was like, it was a total scam. I'm so happy you didn't go. Oh, my god! But spent all day finding it out yeah. for me, which I thought was super sweet because yeah. not many people would do Not that. many people would do that. And, again, that touches back on where I got mm-hmm. started, which was the compassion for right. actors. Right, Because there was one little story I wanted to mention. Yes. Yeah. Um, this actress named Sarah, mm-hmm. I am friends with now on Facebook, she came in for one of the projects that I was casting for a commercial, and I absolutely loved her, but I knew that she wasn't quite what the director was looking mm-hmm. for because he tends towards a different type. Sometimes I'll cheat. I'll bring in people for... I'll bring in people <laughs> for projects that I want to see, even though I know that the director's not going to like right. them mm-hmm. because I'm interested in them and I might want to follow them and do mm-hmm. something with them in the future. So even if you think you're not right for the part that I brought you in on... You need to come in because I called you in. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So I might have other reasons, and I might have other projects in my pocket, 
And that has happened if you listen to Craig Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Oh. He got on the Drew Carey show because he came in for Suddenly Susan for the right. short Mexican guy. Right. And they're like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not Mexican. But then as he was leaving, they're like, hey, can you do a British accent? We're casting this other show. And he ended up on the Drew Carey show. That's awesome. Right. Wow. So, so it does mean it, if the casting director selects you, mm-hmm. come in. Right. They yeah. might have something else in mind. Okay. But Sarah came in and um, I really enjoyed her performance. But when she left, I was like, I have to just tell her my thoughts. So I chased her. Out in the lobby. I said, can I talk to you for a second? And she's like all worried and nervous. I said, no, come here for a minute. I just want to show you, I think if you changed your hairstyle a little bit and you did this, this, and this, you might have more of a chance with your auditions. Hmm. And I gave her some tips on how to do a hairstyle, which was popular with Jenna Elfman at that time. Okay. Mm, I showed her yes, pictures of Jenna yes. Elfman. Top on. With, the, with, the, cute, with the cute little, you know, uh-huh. she these little things that looked like a finger curls. They're kind of like, mm-hmm. like she just woke up out of bed, but they were still really cute. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I showed her picture on IMDb. I'm like, look, do this, do this, do this. She went, she got her hair changed. She did almost 100 commercials that year. Wow. Whoa. It's like you know what you're doing. <laughs> wow. She never got cast in the project that I was working on. Right. But I did cast her like a year or two later on something else that she did for me as a favor, which was super low budget because of how much I'd helped her. Right. Wow. Because I kept her in my pocket. I was like, this girl, this, I mean, she's, you know, she was a woman in her forties. So it's like the commercial mom look, mm-hmm. you know, like the Swiffer mom or whatever. Like right. she, she mm-hmm. has that kind of a niche, like working in a bank, whatever. She's got a wide range as a woman in her forties that mm-hmm. she could play, which I don't know if I have a need for because I do so much with kids. Right. Yeah. So and once in a while I need a mom or a teacher, but yeah. do you know what I mean? Mostly I need 30 kids and then one adult. Right. So, but I was so invested in her when she came in because I called her from her picture, even knowing that the director wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I changed her career. Wow. Get you. Yeah. Got to be nice, everybody. I know. And I'll, I'll Facebook you her, her name so yeah. you can see who I'm talking about. Yes. Go, oh, yes, totally makes sense with her new hairstyle. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Well, you guys got this bonus content. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And don't forget to share and subscribe for more great content.